First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one could change my mind but Mama tried. One and only rebel child from a family meek and mild, my Mama seemed to know what lay in store. Despite all my Sunday learning, towards the bad I kept on turning. Till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried, mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried Dear old daddy, rest his soul, left my mom a heavy load. She tried so very hard to fill his shoes. Working hours without rest, wanted me to have the best. She tried to raise me right, but I refused. And I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but mama tried, mama tried. Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried. Hello everybody, I'm Radio Johnny and you are listening to Recovery Radio on KRFP 90.3 FM in Moscow, Pullman. Recovery Radio is recorded live at the Leitah Recovery Center, located at 531 South Main Street in Moscow. You can contact the LRC by phone at 208-883-1045 or by email at leitahrecoverycenter at gmail.com. You can find them on the web at leitahrecoverycenter.org and on Facebook. Recovery Radio's purpose is to share with our community how addiction and behavioral health disorders affect us all and how we deal with them. We also share the personal stories of people in and around recovery, highlighting their experience, insight, and hope for continued recovery. And I'm going to dive into the uh, February calendar here. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at noon is the AA meeting. Also on Monday at 5.30 is men's AA meeting. 7 o'clock every night is the Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Monday, 7.30 is women's AA meeting, and that's at St. Mark's Church by uh, the library here in town. And you can find the link to that on our calendar. Uh, it's also available on Zoom there. And then at 8.30 on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is Sexaholics Anonymous. Uh, Tuesdays, 1 o'clock, Positive Affirmations. Uh, 2 o'clock is the Events Committee. Uh, Second uh, Tuesday of the month, which next on the 13th uh, at 3.45 will be the General Board of Directors meeting and the public is invited to attend. 
6 o'clock on Tuesday is all recovery at University of Idaho, and that's at the Center, formerly Campus Christian Center. Uh, Wednesdays at 3 o'clock is the volunteer onboarding. It's the orientation for new volunteers. Thursdays 5 to 8 is game night. And then on the 15th, uh, we're going to have a table at the Moscow Food Co-op to talk about our uh, Narcan and safe sex supply uh, dispenser that we have there now. So come on down and talk to some of our staff between 12 and 3. And then uh, Fridays uh, at 1.30 to 2.30, Spiritual Renewal Bible Study. And 6 to 8 on the 16th is Craft Night. Uh, 8 o'clock on Fridays is Al-Anon. Saturdays, 9 a.m., Sexaholics Anonymous. And then 12 o'clock AA, 7 o'clock NA. Sundays, uh, 9.30 a.m. is an AA meeting at Campus Christian Center, and that's uh, live and available on Zoom, and you have to go to the district22aa.org website to get the Zoom link for that. A couple of uh, other upcoming events, Uh, we're going to have a peer volunteer training on the 21st and 22nd from five to eight. So if you want to be a peer volunteer down here, uh, get in touch, uh, call the uh, 208-883-1045 number and somebody will uh, direct you how to get signed up for that. Also on on the 13th, uh, in the positive affirmation, they're gonna be making Valentine boxes. So come on down and see what that's all about. Uh, On the 29th, Leap Day, from 4 to 6, we're going to have free haircuts, free facials, and free hand massages. And who is supplying those? So we did this last month with the haircuts, and it was two gals from the mall hair salon, Great Eclipse. Oh, from Great Eclipse. And I'm so sorry, I do not remember One of them might be Brandy. Um, Does it sound familiar? I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. yeah. They did a really good job. Everyone that came out looked so nice. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll have to make sure that we have names next time for everyone so that we can give them a shout out for volunteering their time and living oh, yeah. on their community. That's really cool. Absolutely. Um, and uh, real quickly, I'm going to, well, it won't be quick, but Daryl Kime, the executive director of the Leitar Recovery Center, is in here. And Daryl, uh, would you like to share about our upcoming fundraiser, Breakfast and Dessert? Oh, yeah. I'd be very excited to share about that. We do that every year, and I know you've always advertised it on the show here, but this year is an awesome opportunity. So here's the details. The breakfast and the dessert, there's two different events, both on March 6th, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., and they are RSVP only. So you have to let us know in advance that you're going to attend or we can't let you come in. And the reason for that is so that we have enough food. It's not designed to be a a drop-in and and we'll just have a buffet of food. Instead, it's served by a caterer and they need to know the right number of meals to prepare. So you got to RSVP. But here's why I'm so excited. A, the food's always good, the company's always great, but the money is what's exciting me this year. I hate to sound like that guy, but we had a, a anonymous local donor step forward that is matching all contributions this year 
up to eighty thousand dollars. Wow! And it's really cool because the contributions you give will be used for our regular budget, and then the match that that person is giving, the up to eighty thousand dollars, is going to be used for the purchase of a new house to be used for a women's Oxford house. That's a women's sober house. Wow! Very exciting. Yeah. You'll recall we have a men's sober house that we're currently rebuilding after a little excitement last year. Right, But this person saw the necessity and agreed with us with the necessity that women need a sober house in Moscow also. Right. So this gets us kicked off on trying to fund that over the course of the next two years, and I just couldn't be more excited. Fantastic. Now, I know you, uh, the last uh, email I got said you were still looking for either table captains or table sponsors. How's that going? We have a few businesses that have stepped forward as, t- as business sponsors, which is pretty awesome. So what we're really pushing for right now is table captains. And the table captain is a fancy way of saying we're, we're looking for folks that are willing to recruit seven of their friends to come to this free meal where we're going to hit them up for a donation. Awesome. And it's going to be on March, March 6th, 6th, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. for those of you who forgot what I said two minutes ago. Right, right. Like me. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast. And you usually have a pretty uh, fabulous speaker. Uh, who's that going to be this year? Judge Megan Marshall. She runs the, uh, the local drug court here in town, has agreed to be our fabulous speaker this year. Fantastic. And I am very excited about her speaking. She hadn't been in the recovery center before, so when I went to meet with her about this, she came in. We probably talked for an hour just going over the different recovery things that she does, I do, we do. And it was just I think that she'll be a great speaker. Right, because I know uh, drug court, uh, from Denise's experience, you know, they recommend uh, that this is a good place to uh, yep. hang out. And yep. uh, I think even one or more of our board members uh, sit on the drug court panel, don't they? You know, actually, one of our staff is. Sorry about that. We've got a parole officer on our staff on our board since right. staff and i'm pretty certain that she is a part of that drug court panel. yeah i th- i thought so i yeah. thought so but it wasn't wasn't positive either so yeah anyway uh well great daryl thanks for the update and uh march 6th keep it in mind uh called the recovery center 208-883-1045 ask for daryl and uh become a table captain yep and uh, if you can't be a table captain, reserve your seat. And i got to put one more plug in. Sure. The, so the breakfast and the dessert are largely the same program. Right. However, the dessert does have live music and possibly, if anybody feels like it, dancing oh, afterwards. Nice. And that is by a, a local musician by the name of Eric E. Oh, he was so there Eric's, last year. Eric's doing that. Yep. Yep. We're, we're trying to differentiate the dessert a little bit, you know. 7 a.m., everybody has to get to work at 8 or 8.15, right. so we're pretty timely with that event, but we're trying to make the, the dessert event a bit more social. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, I really enjoyed him last year. He's fantastic. He's got a great voice and uh, an excellent musician as well, so yeah, well worth, well worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Daryl, and... Uh, We'll uh, keep this uh, the pressure up, uh, and hopefully we have a good turnout again. We had a good one last year. The year before that, it keeps growing. And uh, that 80 grand, yeah, that, that, that is a, exciting. That's motivational. There you go. <laughs> All right, thanks, Daryl. And now we'll move on to today's show. We're going to be talking with uh, the fabulous Miss Denise. 
Hello, everyone. Who's back here again? And Elizabeth Reynolds. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hello. Welcome to uh, Recovery Radio for the first time. You fill a lot of functions here, so I'm going to let you uh, share a little bit about uh, yourself, how you got here, and uh, some of the things you do here. Yeah, so um, I'm Elizabeth Reynolds, and I am the reentry case manager here at Lataw Recovery. So I facilitate our reentry program out of the Lataw County Jail. Um, a little bit about me. So I'm originally from the Coeur d'Alene area. I moved to Moscow in 2019 to attend the University of Idaho. Um, I studied psychology and criminology and graduated in May of 2023 uh, with my bachelor's degree. And um, I heard about this job through a friend. She recommended it to me. She's like, Elizabeth, I think you'd be perfect for this position. You should go for it. Mm -hmm. So I applied and I got the job and I was super excited. Um, and yeah, I've been in this position ever since. So Okay. And what is that position? Uh, the reentry case manager for our jail program. Okay, great. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you today about the jail reentry program. Let's dive in. What what is it? How does it work? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we help um, people who are currently incarcerated in our uh, county jail reintegrate back into our Moscow community. So I'm the case manager for the project, and I work with two recovery coaches. So we have a male and female recovery coach. Our male recovery coach, Sean Hogan, um, and then we have our female recovery coach, Crystal Griswold. Uh, go into the jail every Tuesday night and meet with people um, and host an all-jail recovery meeting. And through meeting with people and discussing, they offer our reentry program. Yes, so if they are interested in the reentry program, I go into the jail and get them signed up and do the intake paperwork with them. And then I just kind of address their needs from there. So some of the things that I work on um, are housing. So whether that be looking um, for an apartment or transitional housing in the area, um, I also work to find employment, um, just helping through applications, but I also work with peers on making resumes and just getting uh, all their documents in order. Um, resource development is a huge part of my job, just making sure that our peers are aware of what resources we have in our community. Um, and one of my other big uh, parts of my job is collaborating with the county. So collaborating with the peers probation officer, if the individual is in treatment court, collaborating with them to make sure that they're meeting all of their needs for that program um, and whatever else that might entail. Right, right. Um, a, a question, is there, uh, is there a requirement to get into the program? And I'm thinking about it from the aspect of to be in the drug court program, for example, you have to meet certain criteria. Is there a requirement like that for to get into this program? Do you have to have been addicted to a substance or anything like that? So yes, you have to have current or um, past substance abuse, and um, you have to be either living in the Lataw County Jail or other state facilities such as State Hospital North, which works with the Lataw County Jail. And then you also have to be living in the Moscow Pullman area uh, post-release. Okay. You know what? I think I want to do a little role play here. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm uh, Johnny Convict. Let's say I just completed a three-year stint, uh, and I'm finishing it out at the county jail. I went to, had to go down to Boise on a rider, and now I'm back, and I'm, I'm getting 
I'm, I'm a couple of months away from uh, my release date, and I will be on probation for an additional five years with my particular crime, which was possession uh, uh, with intent to deliver on a controlled substance. So I come to one of these all-recovery meetings because I really do have a desire not to go back into the system again. And I, I hear you and Sean talking about this program, and so I get word to you while you're there. I suppose I'm able to talk to you directly. Be through Sean. Or through Sean, yeah, yeah because male, yep. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And I say, I want to get into this. What do you tell me to do next? What do I have to do for you? So our one of our recovery coaches, either Sean or Crystal, would express that this individual is interested in our program, and then I would go into the jail and do intake with them. Okay. So just going through the paperwork, explaining what the program is, and just kind of walking through what their needs are, what are mm-hmm. their goals, um, you know, some major barriers that we need to, you know, address, like usually housing, mm-hmm. um, and how we can go about that. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm coming out after three years, basically living on the street at the end. So don't have a place to go. I do have a sister who lives in town, but I kind of burnt that bridge. And, you know, I've written her during my, uh, incarceration and, there might be a possibility of, you know, being able to reconnect with her. Um, is, is there any way you can connect with her and, like, mediate between us? Or is, is that sort of thing possible? Are you trying to reestablish that relationship with your um, sister? Right. Or are you looking to stay with her? Well, I'm, I'm looking to reestablish it. Uh, you know, a relationship, a healthy relationship. And, you know, possibly that that might be a housing option because she, she does have a big house. She's married. She's got a couple of kids, but they got like a little room in the back that, uh, you know, I might be able to stay in if, you know, we can get that relationship mended somehow. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to talk with your recovery coach and seeing how maybe you can build that relationship and see, you know, what that looks like for you. With regards to housing, um, I can get uh, an ROI and talk to your family member and see what that looks like and see if there's a possibility for a housing option. If that can happen, then I wouldn't have to necessarily worry about a job right away. But I get a felony conviction. Employers don't usually look past that box when it's marked yes. Is there any help through this program to find employment? Yes. So a part of our day one packet, so our day one packet consists of a whole bunch of resources for our Moscow community, and that includes a felon-friendly employers list. So it's a list of employers in the area that um, will hire people with felony convictions. So um, we can go through this list um, and see what jobs kind of pique your interest and make phone calls and uh, go from there. Okay. And you mentioned this day one package. What does that look like? So it is a folder with a whole bunch of resources. It includes just kind of general, like um, transitional housing contacts, um, food banks, MAP program information. We also have, like I said, our felon friendly employers list. We also have a list of Moscow apartments, local AA and NA groups, 
and also places that you can complete your community service at. Oh, great. Great. Um, now, if we get through this, um, I know, you know, I'm going to be on parole for another five years and I know they're going to want me to get in contact with my, uh, with parole and probation, like the day I get out. Uh, I don't have any transport and I know the jail kicks us out at like 5.30 in the morning and I don't have any cash on my books. Can somebody help me out with that day one thing? Is that part of your package that you're talking about? Yeah, so that's where our day one program comes in. So we will meet you outside the jail doors and pick you up. And we'll kind of go through prior to release kind of your day one plan. So the things that you need to initially get done. Usually it's checking in with your PO, um, maybe running to a food bank, picking up, you know, basic necessities, whatever that looks like for you, and making sure that we have a checklist to complete that day. And so we will, again, just pick you right up outside those jail doors and run those errands with you to make sure everything gets accomplished. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going to break out of my... uh my uh, role play here and just ask uh, a question radio johnny wants to uh, find out after the person releases and and gets into the program goes through the day one uh, do the courts expect us to respond to them and let them know what's going on or is that purely between the the uh, parolee and and the uh, parole department That's directly between your probation or parole officer. So we are a separate entity. Our reentry program is based through the recovery center and it's a voluntary program. Right. So they're not going to necessarily come down and check and make sure he's uh, doing whatever program he's committed to. It's, it's up to him and his PO, like you said, to work that out. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. You know what? I think uh, we'll take a little break here and listen to some music, and then we'll come back. And uh, i got a couple more questions, but I want to drag Denise into this a little more actively as well uh, and have her talk a little bit about recovery coaching and what's going on with that now that she's the recovery coaching person. So we'll be right back. Listen to a little music. Oh, 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 
Listening to Recovery Radio on KRFP 90.3 FM, Moscow Pullman. And I am in the studio slash conference room today with Elizabeth Reynolds and Denise Miller. Uh, Elizabeth is the re entry coordinator, and we just got done talking about what that process looks like. And uh, in the break, uh, I was chatting with Denise and uh, Elizabeth. And Denise, you were. Uh, expanding on what that release program looks like down the road and you know how important it is for people coming out so one of the things i talked about was you know that first day when you're released having someone there to be able to assist you in the things that you talked about before the plan of being able to go go and get things done whatever that looks like that gives some accountability and some focus instead of just getting out and whether your intentions are to move forward and try to figure things out or if you're um, maybe struggling with making the right choice, by having her there, you are going to make the right choice at that moment because you're going to go with her and she's going to help you get things done. And so really we're setting people up for a better chance, she is, and the program is, for a better chance of success. You know, some people that come in to the Laytel County Jail don't have people um, on the outside working to, f- to, to figure out things for them. And so they couldn't get these things done without her coming in and she sits with them and finds out what they, what their needs are and right. makes those, you know, she can make those phone calls. You're limited with, you know, if you have money on your books for being able to make phone calls, there's only certain places that can take these kinds of phone calls and stuff like that. So she right. really removes a lot of barriers and gaps in, setting a person up for success. Right, right. And, you know, I mentioned it. I always hearken back to the case. There was a case here in town. It's been back a couple of years ago where a fellow got out, released out 5.30 in the morning, back door of the jail. Two hours later, he gets arrested at Winco stealing food because he has no money and no one. Uh, to help him out once he got released. And that I found out, talk, I was talking to a, a police officer about that, and I found out that is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. And it Elizabeth, happens a lot. Yeah, and Elizabeth and the reentry program helps that situation not, not be. I mean, she can help someone go get food, even if they don't have a car. Right. Because she's providing transportation to right. go get food. Or maybe they entered into the jail and it was the summertime and they're coming out and it's the wintertime and they need something to wear. I'm assuming you've helped people get coats and clothes 
Yeah, we take a lot of people to the Hope Center, whether mm -hmm. that's just kind of basic necessities, t-shirt, jeans, or we've also taken people to get dress clothes for interviews. Yeah, so whatever their needs are, depending also, you know, for the weather, considering that it yeah. might be a little chilly outside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. So I, I just, I'm a big fan of what she's doing, what the reentry program is doing and accomplishing to assist people. What Sean and Crystal are doing as they meet with people each week, you're just bringing in hope and allowing people to share what's going on. Um, and connect them with someone who can help with their needs. And then that's each week that they're getting to talk to someone about recovery right. or, or whatever's going on for them, whatever they want to share, you know, they right. can they can share with them. And I, I think that that's a real vulnerable time when someone's in jail. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of contemplating going on. You know, is there is there that time to think about and understand that there is more? Than maybe some of the choices that they've made, and Sean and and Crystal can talk about those things. Maybe there can be some hope this time coming out that things can be different, and that there are different kinds of options for NAAA celebrate yeah. recovery, whatever that looks like, whatever kind of support they want, and then they can start thinking about it because when you are in jail is a time where you can think you got about. Plenty of time. You got plenty of time to think. Yeah. It can be super boring. So having these different things like that in your week to be yeah. able to work on different thinking or some support is I think invaluable. Oh yeah, for sure. And then if they, uh, I'm going to flip the switch here. Uh, once they, you know, let's, uh, let's say they're really on fire to make sure they don't end up back inside and they, uh, you know, reach out for some peer to peer recovery work. Uh, they might end up with a recovery coach like right, and Denise. so I do. I do want to say that they can continue in the reentry program, and they can continue meeting with Sean and Crystal. And how long does the that program go for once they get out and they decide to continue? Is there a time limit? There isn't a time limit. Okay. So it's a voluntary program, but yes, post-release you can meet with your assigned recovery coach and um, work towards your recovery wellness goals, whatever that looks like for you, and that is up to you what you want to invest into. And I am here um, to meet with anybody who comes in the door, uh, who sets up um, time with meeting with me, whatever that looks right. like. They, like I said, they can continue with Sean and Crystal. I'm here if Sean or Crystal are not available, if they if they have any questions right. or anything. Elizabeth is here. Um, I mean, they do get to continue on in the reentry program. And um, my job as a recovery coach here is to meet with anyone who comes in, like I was saying earlier, and work on the same kinds of things. We can go over a wellness recovery plan where we're talking about different areas in their life, trying to figure out like basic needs. And for some people, you know, they, they have these basic needs met, you know, like they have a home, they have food, they have income jobs, but there are other areas in their recovery that they need support. Um, that they're struggling with, and we can talk that out. My job is to be a good listener, to allow them to share what they've been going through, what things in their life they need to work on, and through that process, we can figure out some goals or some resources that can assist them. Right, and right. what they're hoping to do. I mean, the Latel Recovery Center has a wall of resources in varying, no, take that it's out It's literally, it's literally, literally a wall. It's literally a wall. It's like, what 20 do you think, feet 25 long. feet, yeah. 30 yeah. feet? 
of, of all of sorts pa- of resources, pamphlets and everything. Pamphlets, books, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. phone numbers, programs. Pro- I mean, absolutely. it gives me a headache looking at it because I could yeah. not read it all. <laughs> so does I'm like, where is that? Sundays, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, I have the knowledge that my recovery over the last 10 years has brought me. And then, you know, Sean has all of his time. And just there's just so much... Um, experience in this building and right. we're all there for each other for instance if someone comes in and they're like i really need some help running a resume well i may not be the best person to help them write a resume but i know of someone who can right help them write a, me- a resume so and i the- do utilize my coworkers for different kinds of things i go ask questions and mm. so really a person could be benefiting from all of us here right right sean is an amazing recovery coach he's also a peer support specialist amazing and, you know? Uh, you know, computer literacy. Absolutely. I mean. I, I share an office with Elizabeth, and she, she helps me numerous times a day. She keeps me from crying in front of the computer. I'm super <laughs> grateful. Um, there's just certain strengths that each of us have, and. Um, you can rely on yeah, them. Yeah, we can yeah, rely on each other. That's awesome. From the minute that you walk in the door, you're going to receive um, compassion and understanding from the person who is sitting at the you know, at the desk to right. greet you as you go through and meet everyone here. Um, right. And, and yeah. there, I know there have been times uh, when people are on the edge yeah, and not crisis center edge, but it's just, everything has just been everything for too long mm-hmm. and they get upset and they may act out a little bit here, but I've seen you and others here be able to talk that person down and get them some of the relief that they need. And that's pretty incredible. I mean, from my way of looking at it, yeah, we might, because that's not an easy task. Yeah. We might just come up and say, Hey, you know, it looks like you're having a hard time. You want to go sit down and talk. I mean, it's always, it's always the person's choice if they want to talk to us and what they want to share, it's really about what they want. It's not right. about what I think. It's about what, what they would like to do next. I don't know. I'm always curious, you know, as to what someone needs help with and everyone's path and recovery looks different. Right. And so, well, and I think that's something that, that really needs to be out there. The motto here, or at least in my mind is you're in recovery when you say you're in recovery right. and your recovery looks like what you want it to look like within reasonable parameters. You can't say, pull out the magic wand and make me stay sober for the rest of my life. That's not going to happen. That's, you know, something off in fairyland. But you guys here are able to offer programs that are SAMHSA stamped and approved, evidence-based, that can help people get well. You know, because when I look, when I think about addiction in my own case, uh, I was sick. And as my own doctor, my way of treating my illness was to drink alcohol and use other substances, which would make me feel good. Not a real healthy way to go. Yeah. But somebody like me can come in here and get different answers. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, when people come in and they're in recovery, even if they're doing well with not relapsing back to the things that they've stopped doing, there's still other life things going on. You know, there's still, there can be things going on relationally. Um, there can be things going on um, with needing to learn how to budget or just different kinds of skills. Right. And so we can talk about that and figure out 
how to move forward and some right. options. And sometimes I will suggest things or we'll come to some conclusions and they come back the next week and it's like, okay, well, this worked. I uh, had a little trouble here. And so then we talk about that. It can be a slow and gradual um, process and, sure. you know, little steps. Or sometimes people come in and they just need this, a few things and they're just off and running and they come back and they're like, I got housing, I got a job. I'm going to these, you know, NA meetings. I started at this church. Sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it's right. it's uh, you know it's just a little step by step, and sure. both of those are good. Right. Both of those are good. Sometimes people come back and and they haven't made a whole lot of progress, and that's okay too. Right. Because we can just sit and talk about what were the roadblocks or what happened. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth, I'm sure that that applies to what you're doing with the uh, with the uh, jail program as well. It's yeah. it's ongoing process. I mean, there's all this great momentum built up to you know, the initial release in that day one. But I'm sure you handle going forward in the same vein that Denise was sharing about. Yeah, and sometimes the release process isn't always smooth sailing. So it seems to we always have some sort of hiccup and. Um, just kind of working with the peer and seeing what their needs are and seeing how we can address that. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. What's really neat, I was just remembering right now, is that so when they're in the reentry program, they get Sean or they, you know, or they get Crystal, but they also get Elizabeth and all of her wealth of knowledge as well. So really, it's a really great program in that sense, you know, where you get a recovery coach and a case manager. Right. Right. That's pretty a cool. Two, a twofer. Yeah, that's pretty cool because each of them, they, you know, they're working recovery, trying to help people, but they also have different skill sets, you right. know, so it's kind of cool. Well, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know what, kids, we are just about out of time here. So Elizabeth Reynolds, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. And I'm sure as your responsibilities expand here, because nobody gets to stay the same forever at the Late Dog Recovery Center. I'm sure we'll be chatting again or as events come up that you want to share. And Denise, as always, great to have you here, your insight uh, on what's going on. Yeah, we have to do some more of these, I think. We do. I've got an idea for the next one. Yeah, there you go. What about you, Elizabeth? Will you join us again? Yes, most definitely. (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I'm going to close out uh, is with the usual. You know, if you think you have a problem with substances, alcohol, behavioral health, you do.